is Daniel Blair. Let's take you down to the Moto X Pod podium. What is up? We are back with another episode of the Acherbys USA, the podium segment with this week with Mr. Dave Drakes from the Collective Experience. What's up, Dave? Not too much, man. Pumped to be on. You uh, talk some moto, get into this thing. It's been a minute since you and I are connected, man. It's good to uh, good to be back on, you know? Yeah, man. I always love getting a chance to see you at the Supercrosses, and um, I, I'm ready for A1. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get to hang out, because that'll probably be the next race I make. Oh, no worries. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A1 is a definite go, man. Yeah, it's, it's always always great seeing you bopping around, man. You're probably the, one of the busiest men in all of moto. So, <laughs> I don't know the, about all that. Get, <laughs> the first time we get, we get a chance to, to link up, man, it's always good. But, yeah, man, it'll be here before you know it. So, uh, right. yeah, A1's, A1's cranking. Well, before we we jump into this episode of the podium, man, uh, what are your overall thoughts on the outdoors? Pretty pretty exciting season. AC finally getting that well deserved championship. Uh, Dylan Ferrandis looking good. Uh, I think the future is bright. Oh, 100 percent. I thought this was a great season. I mean, for if you're an avid motocross fan, you probably couldn't be treated to a better a better series. I mean, the 250s it was pretty much anyone's game. I, I don't think we've seen a, a series of 250 riders this stacked in quite a while, and I think it just goes to show how well AC rode to get that championship that I think he really, really deserved because he was going up against, I mean, some of the fastest lights riders I think we've seen in a, in a, in a good while. So yeah. hats off to him. So great to see that kid finally get a title. I mean, you know, he should have, everyone says he should have had a handful of these things over the years, <laughs> but I'm sure all the adversity made this one that much sweeter and, I'm sure he'll carry that fire onto the 450. Yeah, I really loved what he said. I don't know if you listen to Mathis's post-race interviews, but he said, man, I wouldn't change a thing because all that uh, adversity made me who I am today. It made me grow up. Uh, I don't think you could have a better attitude than what Adam has. Oh, definitely not. I mean, it just shows like his mental strength, too. Yep. I mean, most people would have cracked you know, after they kind of went on a winning streak like he did and then had their first uh, – but like I think it was second place after the fourth or fifth race or something like that. And um, yeah, he stayed strong, man. He just he put his head down, didn't let the highs get too high, the lows get too low. And um, yeah, rode, rode really well, man. It's just super, super cool to see it. And like I said, the, the classes were super stacked. And yeah. that guy just put himself head and shoulders above the rest and, and came out swinging. So it was cool. Absolutely. No, what about uh, the last race of the year, Ironman, Moto 1 for the 450s, Kenny Roxon, Marvin Muscan, and Eli Tomac going at it. Like, I don't know that there was a line on that track that they did not use. It's super cool. I mean, this is kind of the racing we've been waiting for all season. Yep. You know, we've had uh, Kenny kind of peek in and get the first couple of, uh, like, you know, top finishes, and Eli kind of took over. We saw Marvin here and there, but we really haven't seen those guys go head-to-head-to-head, to head to head, all out brawl, because you know they're all super talented. Any one of those guys can win any given weekend. So, um, I, you know, it, it definitely definitely was unexpected to see all three guys in front down <laughs> right. and on a, on a finally a dry Iron Man. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, if the whole season would have been like this, I think we all would have been pulling our hair out, man. We would have been yeah. on our seats for, the, for yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, let's jump into this podium. So I want to start with your number three favorite rider all time and tell us why. Oh, man. Yeah, so this list is uh, this is, this is a pretty stacked one. Honestly, I'm going to have to say uh, number three, probably Mike LaRocco. Um, when I was, I think, probably like 14 or 15, he came to a local race up in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. Um, and I thought it was just the coolest thing that, 
a pro rider would come up that far to to ride a track that you know all of us local kids riding and he was just super humble super nice and i thought he had one of the sickest bikes out there just that <laughs> amsoil hot cr250 honda just always screaming and the guy was always good for like a top three top four like he was always super super solid um and just seemed like he was a class back man didn't take much you know bs from anybody kind of had like that bulldog face and uh and rode good he rode really really good so he's also my dad's favorite rider so we had his posters all over the trailer and stuff so that's cool i'm sure i'm sure that influenced him too a little bit with it but yeah just super cool rider um really cool style and just i mean manhandled that 250 man and, and made it look pretty easy you know so right definitely uh, definitely got to give it to the rocco for the number two spot all right well let's go into number two Number two is uh, the dude we just talked about, Adamson Cirillo, man. Um, awesome. I've been a fan of – yeah, super great rider. I've been a fan of his since he was on 65 and, um, you know, some of the mini-moto amateur videos and stuff and just watching him ascend through the, through the ranks from 85 and then, you know, inking the deal with Pro Circuit on super minis and just seeing um, just how articulate and well-spoken and how he just appreciated the sport, the sport and had such a huge passion for it and rode the wheels off every bike he was on that came out swinging and won his first Supercross. And I think he's got phenomenal style, great fundamentals. Um, I actually had the pleasure of doing a class with him and AJ Cat um, last last summer. And the guy is just a student of this sport. I mean, he'll watch a moto back and forth like a six-year-old who's into the sport would, you know? Um, just super cool to see that great personality and just such a huge talent on a motorcycle, man. It's it's hard to leave the guy out of the top three for sure. Yeah, I think I, I just cannot wait to see what his future holds. I, th- I think he's one of those guys that I think could be McGrath-esque with he has the personality, he has the talent, you know, the on-track stuff, the off-track stuff. I just think he could be a real ambassador to what our sport should and could be. I think so, too. I mean, it's very rare when you find a guy who can – um, you know, ride as well as he does on, on the track, have such a great social media presence, be so personal with fans, and I, you'd be hard-pressed to find a person that has a bad word to say about him. And yep. I think you, you know it on the head that he could be a great ambassador for the sport, maybe bring us a little bit more mainstream where RC and um, McGrath more so did that in the 90s. You know, he could be the one of the guys that really puts us in the forefront, maybe up there with like NASCAR with just his um, just the his podium speeches and the passion he has and just how relatable he is to a lot of people. I think he could really go far. And I agree with you hundred percent. I totally agree. All right. So uh, let's jump right into number one. Who is your number one favorite rider all time? For decades, Acherby's has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With research and development, they continue to be on the top step of the podium each year. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Acherby's is what you need. Acherby's is the proud sponsor of Factory Red Bull KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and many more teams. If you're looking for full plastic kits, individual pieces, disc guards, chain guide sliders and blocks, frame guards, gear, or any other of the numerous products Acherby's offers, visit acherbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and Brian and the crew will take care of you. Make sure to let them know that the Moto X Pod show sent you. Number one all-time favorite rider. I gotta go with JF7, the man himself, James Stewart. Man, that dude <laughs> is just trollistic. I'm sure he's everyone's like you know top rider, but um, just I remember like the first time I saw him ride on TV was I think it was A1 in 2002, and watching the way that he 
handle that track. I've never seen anyone ride the bike so differently, so effectively, like, ever. He just seemed like he was in a whole different sport than what the other guys were. I mean, the way he came through the whelps and his corners and um, the way he jumped and he just hung it out, was not afraid to take chances. Um, you know, the bubba scrub, just all of it, man, was just super cool. And um, he being uh, stopping with my hometown race, um, so I would go there with my dad. My friends and watching him ride a 25 on that track, passing 250F, it was insane. It was a lot of people still to this day watching videos from 03, 04, and we scratch our heads going, "How the hell did he do that?" You know, yeah, a bike that's that underpowered. How the hell did he get that much momentum? Or how did he tire tap this one section? And um, yeah, definitely, definitely fun that he's not there anymore. But I think he uh, he left his mark on the sport. He changed it for the better. I mean, he he because of James Stewart, we all ride our bikes so much differently. I mean, bikes yeah. are designed differently now. So um, definitely hope he's marking the sport. And I hope he uh, comes back in some capacity, whether it's commentating or um, how-to video, something, just to, you know, still have the time of the sport a little bit. It would be super cool. But, um, yeah, definitely James takes the, uh, the top spot for me. That's a fantastic top three. Now I want to ask you a question, and I hope this is not an inappropriate question. So if it is, just tell me. But with yeah, ja- no with James being basically, you know, the most well-known first black professional racer, I know there was some guys back in like the 70s and stuff, but James really was got a lot of attention for that. You being, yeah. you know, obviously a man of color, did that matter to you? Does that mean anything? Like, did you know, what what does that do for you, Did it, if anything? Um, I think... I didn't really look at it like that okay. initially. Um, maybe once uh, once I got maybe like on a bigger bike, and I did sort of like you know after he was pro for like two three years, um, I did kind of see that impact that he was having. You know where um, sometimes you might go to you might go to a track, you might get looked at a little bit differently, and then you don't think anything of it. But once you saw the top guy in the sport was black, I mean, you know, I guess there was some of that stigma or some of that uncertainty about, you know, who's this new guy coming up here that looks like me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess some of that stigma kind of went away and everyone just, um, I guess, more a little bit more accepting. And, and we all hear the horrible stories that, you know, James and his dad had about going to some of these southern tracks and blah, blah, blah. And luckily, I think we were very fortunate. I never had anything to that extent. I maybe just had like the whole, you know, some guy looking at me kind of weird or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, that happens to all of us, right? We're all sure, you sure. Know, little little nutty. Um, so yeah, I think he did change the sport because I mean, you see such a much more diverse group of people in the pits now. You know, um, whether you know you might see um, some black families, you might see some uh, some Asian American families, you might see some um, you know Brazilians in the pits. So I, I think it's just it looks so much more diverse now, and um, I think not for myself, but maybe um, anybody who felt like they were you know quote unquote minorities or marginalized, whether you're a female in the sport, whether you're Muslim American, whether you're black, whatever. I think it just he kind of started that whole, you know, whole, you know, doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter who you are. You can ride the hell out of the motorcycle, and you have a passion for the sport. Go, go all in, you know. Hell so yeah! I guess in, in that in that regard, yeah, uh, you know, it kind of makes because kind of makes us realize that you know we're all this one big moto family. We're all a little crazy, but we all have the same <laughs> passion. That's kind of what connects connects us, you know. I think so, man. I, I always say that the sport is is a family, and I think most people that are involved with it know that. And um, yeah, it's it's great. It was great to see that happen, and, you know, I mean, I know, um, you know, over the years you had different, like, you know, with the French riders, like Jean-Michel Bell would come over and get booed or whatever, you know, and you hear those stories like you mentioned with James in the younger years, and, you know, at some point it would be nice if we could get past these 
just ridiculous stereotypes or uh, yeah. you know prejudices and just enjoy the sport or people for who they are and and yeah I think James would kind of help do some of that in our sport so fantastic list man and um Dave just uh give uh, give out your email or your um your website for collective experience so people and t- talk a little bit about it before we let you go so if, if anybody doesn't know what it is they can get involved yeah no worries um so uh, we started the Collective Experience a couple of years ago, um, and it's pretty much the most immersive VIP program on the market right now for motocross and supercross fans. So fans can head to our website, thecollectivexp.com, and sign up to hang out and be a personal VIP of a vast variety of riders that we have on our roster. And when I say VIP experience, I mean, you know, you know it's, it's very, very in-depth. I mean, you're, yeah. you're there with the rider from early in the morning. You're touching the bike. You're helping the mechanics out. You're talking to gear people. You're getting introduced to guys like yourself. You know, talking to Moto X Pod guys. And, <laughs> um, this, this really—I mean—you're you're seeing so many industry experts and industry people on such a personal level that you really don't get anywhere else. Um, you know, we're giving out goodie bags. We get them hooked up with promo codes, and people are really making lifelong connections through our program. Um, we also have an internship program where people can kind of see what it's like to work firsthand for a pro rider. And that's being full-blown mechanic, being their social media advisor, um, helping them get their gear together, helping them interface with, with fans. Um, and we're really proud of that one. That one's been, it's yielded some great results. People have gone to work for sales or SXR or working with pro riders as trainers um, or mechanics. I mean, it's, it's a really immersive program and I'm really proud of it. Um, so we're going to come back bigger and better for 2020 a lot more riders added a lot a lot more cool programs a lot more cool content so uh yeah check us out at the uh the collective xp.com at the collective ex on instagram the collective experience on facebook send us a uh, email at contact at the collective xp.com more than happy to talk to anybody we're always getting nerdy about motorcycles so <laughs> drop us awesome. a line and uh yeah we'll get you guys immersed in the sport Hell yeah, yeah, and you can't if you haven't met Dave yet. You just you're not gonna meet a nicer human being and a, a person that loves the sport more than Dave Drakes does. And you can, you know, I think the other thing that's really cool about your VIP program, unlike like Jason Thomas's one with uh, Fly or, or uh, you know whatever, this one helps the privateers out. Like it, you know, you can go sign up to go help out Tyler Intonap, and it helps his program out. Uh, you're you're part of the team for the for the day. Um, you know, and, and that's really, it's a big, it helps. I mean, it's important, you know, those guys need all the help they can get. You got guys that show up sometimes with no mechanic or, you know, so if you could go help out and be a part of it and just, it's, it's rad. It's a really rad program. I've had friends do it. Um, that I think my buddy, uh, Drake Williams and his dad, Dirk Williams, if I'm not mistaken, did it. Um, yeah, long time friends of theirs and they absolutely rave about how awesome that experience was. So Dave, man, thanks for so much for taking some time with us tonight. Like you said, it's been a little while since we got a chance to chat, and I appreciate it, man. It means a lot. Oh, anytime, man. You know I love doing this stuff and talking moto and getting nerdy, getting amped up for some of the off-season races and yeah. into A1, man. So, yeah, anytime you want to do one of these, man, just give me a call. Well, let's let's uh, look, let's get you on the week before uh, Monster Cup. Let's talk about Monster Cup. Perfect. Okay, I'll hit you All up, right. man. Thanks, Dave. All right. Talk to you All soon. Right. See you, buddy. See you.